Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Darren DuPont. Yes, um, here on the podcast, um, we are, I don't know what we're doing. Today, we're talking football, though. We don't often talk, to be in, in somewhat surprising fashion, we don't talk a lot of football on the podcast, I don't think, or try not to talk a lot of sports. You get enough of that in the sports cage and on uh, radio and television. If you follow along, I feel a little stuffy. I hope it's not coming across in uh, in the podcast today. But I had a really cool opportunity um, not that long ago on the sidelines hosting our coverage of the Canada West uh, Hardy Cup Championship, the 82nd Hardy Cup across Western Canada on television. It was it was special. It was a great place to be. It was the University of Saskatchewan Huskies and the Calgary Dinos. And what a game. What a season. I mean, the Calgary Dinos, they're one of the classiest organizations I've been around. Um, and this was a great year. Now, remember, this is often forgotten. Calgary is a young football team, a young team. They're going to be really good next year. They're going to still be good. They're always good. Hosting 10 straight Hardy Cups? Yeah, they're good. It's a rite of passage. It's just regular. It's just what you expect to see Calgary in the Hardy Cup. But you didn't expect Saskatchewan. As a matter of fact, back in August, the Huskies were ranked sixth. If you follow the Canada West, that's dead last. They were ranked dead last in the preseason coaches poll. So that tells you what the conference as a whole, and they're all dialed in, that tells you what they thought about where the Huskies were going to finish. Now, not without reason. They hadn't won a playoff game since 2009. They really had no receivers coming back. The big names were gone. No Mitch Hillis. There's a lot of pieces missing, or so it seemed. Starting a raw rookie in a very important position, a cornerback. And for the most part, the roster was largely unproven. But what you did have was a fifth-year quarterback in Kyle Siemens who led the conference in passing in 2017, the year before. You return Tyler Chow, and this is maybe overlooked too, because he didn't put up numbers last year. He wasn't very good because he didn't play. So you don't think about him. But Tyler Chow is back for a fifth year after missing pretty much all of 2017. I think he carried the ball 13 times all year. But what did he do in 2016, the year before that? Led the conference in rushing. You've got a veteran defensive line who's big and nasty. You've got good linebackers. Good linebackers. Ben Whiting. His brother Tom Whiting had a good year too. Brad Catania. How about that secondary? How about Bowen Lewis and Peyton Hall? Or Nelson Lacombo, who nobody wants to throw the ball towards. 
And then there was the raw rookie in the corner who had a tough start to the year, but was growing. If it wasn't for the debacle in Regina, which affected the Rams and only the Huskies, that's it. Saskatchewan would have hosted a playoff game. They finished 5-3, and three, and they would have hosted a playoff game. But instead, they traveled to UBC to take on the Thunderbirds, who were on the mat. They were in a tough spot after a loss to Alberta. It looked like they weren't going to make the playoffs. But they get a win thanks to Regina forfeiting three, three wins uh, that turned to losses and turns to wins for uh, Alberta, Manitoba, UBC. UBC puts it together. It's a good team. They're well coached. Blake Nill is one of the best. We know how good Michael O'Connor is. Travel Pinto might be the best athlete in the country. They're good. Really good. A lot of playmakers. But for whatever reason, they just weren't on the same page this year. Too many mistakes. Drop balls. They led the conference and dropped passes. Not helping out Michael O'Connor very much. But a team that's going to be good. They've got good young players. They're, good, they're a good football team. And they were expected to win. They, didn't, they did not reach their potential. But the Huskies, they overcame the odds. And an, a field goal by Sean Stenger in overtime was enough to win. That was after, after an impressive drive. Kyle Siemens, it wasn't a long drive, but it was an pr- impressive drive in the dying seconds to tie the game and send it to overtime. And then the defense came through. So credit the Huskies. They got there. Now, Calgary, I mean, Calgary's good. Adam Sinegra setting the record for passing yards in a season, beating Noah Picton's mark from a couple of years ago. Just a phenomenal year. And what a great kid, too. I've seen him grow from being a, a fiery young quarterback to this mature leader on the team. Really, really great player. Jeshurun Antu is a good running back. And the receivers, I mean, Hunter Carl, a basketball player turned football player. Well, he's both, but he can jump. He's going to come down with everything. Great kids, so good with the football. And then you've got the explosive Philpot twins, Jalen and Tyson Philpot. They can stretch the field. They are great. And Dallas both often gets overlooked. He's good, too. They're dynamic. Got a good offensive line. Joe Van Pelt leading that defensive line. Boston Row at linebacker. He is ferocious and very good. And a secondary led by Sterling Taylor, the fourth. They're good. There's a reason they were 8 0 in the regular season and pulled away from Manitoba in the second half. The game really wasn't close at the end. And many thought they were the number one team in the country, really. Western had a couple of hiccups. And they're ranked number one. Calgary, in the best conference, really didn't have any hiccups. They beat UBC 57-7. Sinagra put up almost 600 yards in the game in Saskatoon against the Huskies. It's David versus Goliath. But the Huskies had overcome the playoff struggles to get to that point. So they're ready. We had seen Manitoba drop a good game plan for a quarter, quarter and a half, almost a half. 
And what a game plan it was. They put pressure on Sanagra. They got to him. Special teams was good. But Manitoba could not get their offense going. They couldn't. Different story for the Huskies. Different story for the Huskies. Tyler Chow was so good in the football game. And we knew he'd be good. But you forget about that. Because Scott Flory's got him on a pitch count all year. And what that means is they're limiting how much he carries the ball. Because when it matters, they need Tyler Chow to be healthy. Well, he's healthy. He's rocking one of the greatest mustaches. If you haven't seen it, it's on social media. It's on the Huskies website. It's on the Canada West site. He was the player of the week. And he's a good dude. And his mom's great, too. Love seeing Tyler's mom in the, in the stands. And she usually comes and says, I didn't talk to her after the Hardy Cup. Can't believe it. It's one I missed. But the Huskies were rolling. And Tyler Chow was healthy. You knew he was going to touch the ball a minimum 20 times. Well, he did. And he ran for over 220 yards. An incredible game. He runs that zone read offense. And he's such a good back. He's so shifty. It's hard to get hands on him. He's quick on his feet. And he seeks out contact. He wants to hit you. He does not want to go out of bounds. Maybe a reason why he's been hurt a couple of times in his career. But it doesn't matter. And how about Colton Clausen? The shifty running back turned slot back. And not only running back turned slot back, running back turned into number one receiver. He's got to learn the position. But he put in the time, the dedication to become a good route runner. And he's feisty. He's fierce. He's a ball of energy, and it's contagious. And what we didn't realize is that they're big. Colton Classen's not big. But that offensive line is. The defensive line is. And Calgary wasn't ready for that. Now you play the game over a bunch of times, different story, but maybe, maybe not. But the Huskies were big, and they pushed around Calgary along the offensive line and the defensive line. And that's where they won the game. They were better. They were better on the line. And they stuck to the game plan. Defensive coordinator Warren Mazika drew up a great game plan. They stuck to it. They executed it, and they won. Adam Sinagra's first pass was intercepted. They dared him to throw the ball short and medium. And nobody's better at throwing the ball down the field than Adam Sinagra. He is so good at the deep ball, which is why he is an interesting pro prospect as a Canadian quarterback. He's got a real shot. He's got a great arm. But something maybe he wasn't ready for, I don't know, or just wasn't used to. But the Huskies ran through it, rushed three, maybe four, but mostly three. They kept Snagra contained. They got pressure on him. They brought him down. But they took away the big play, and that's what Calgary dominated. Twice as much as any other team, they connected on plays of 30 yards or more. But they took that away, and they dared him to check down and to nickel and dime his way down the field, and, and the Huskies, their linebackers, their defensive backs, 
Safeties, they were better. They they were better. They intercepted them four times. Should have been five. Should have been five. They had a sure pick that was dropped. Would have been a big game changer, too. I thought that was going to be a turning point when they didn't intercept it. I thought that was going to be Calgary's chance. But for me, as good as everybody played, the turning point came actually in the, in the third quarter. At the end of the second quarter, Calgary got a big touchdown to a wide-open Hunter Carl to make it 18-15 Huskies at the half instead of 18-8. to Big, big touchdown. That's one that can open the floodgates because you're feeling good going into the half, into the break. The Huskies have doubt going into the break. But whatever was said, let me tell you, it worked. Because you have doubt going into the break. Calgary's got momentum going into the break, and they know they're good. They know they've got the best offense in the country. And they're going to get the ball back to start the third quarter. That's what's impressive. So they get the ball back. And then they get a first down. And, you know, here we go. They're going to put up 40 points in the half. But after that first down, the Huskies hold them. They get off the field. And it turns into points. That was the turning point of the football game. Another one might have been when the Huskies appeared to score a touchdown. But then after a conference with the officials before the extra point, it's reversed and the Huskies are, are handed a penalty because a receiver who had left the game with an injury didn't sit out three plays. This could have been a turning point. But the Huskies continue to push forward. They take another couple of penalties, too, after getting a first down. They're all inside the 20. But at the end of it, after all the adversity, they get the touchdown anyways. All in all, it kills about three and a half to four minutes off the clock at a time in which the Dinos had the wind at their back which was a factor in the football game. The Huskies overcame that adversity. They overcame the adversity around either side of the halftime break. And they won the Hardy Cup for the first time since 2006. 42-18. They didn't just win. They made a statement. And now they go into Western, and you might be listening to this after that game's already happened, but Western's the number one team in the country. And they go in there in the national semifinal, and they're, they've got confidence. But the Huskies, you know, we've talked to head coach Scott Florian. What a job they did. There has been a ton of experience. No experience on the roster when it comes to big games because they haven't, they haven't won a playoff game since 2009. They hadn't won a Hardy Cup since 2006. But the coaching staff had plenty of experience. They had been to 21 Hardy Cups. There's nine great cup rings on that, off- on that staff. Five Vanier Cup rings on that staff. But when we talk to Flory, there are things that he's told us throughout the year. And one of the things he says when they win, they enjoy it for 30 minutes. And then they move on. And they were treating the last games like a playoff game. So I had some fun with Scott Flory. 
after this one. In, in the midst of all the championship, I asked him about how good this feels to be a coach. Here, here's the question. Here's the answer. I want you to listen to this. Uh, it's one of my favorite moments uh, um, being a broadcaster, really. I had some fun with it, and uh, we had fun. Have a listen. And, and it shows here on the field. Scott, you've won Grey Cups as a player. You've won Vanier Cups as a player. How does this compare winning one as a coach to, to those moments? Yeah, no, this is nice, and we're going to enjoy it for the next half hour, and then we're going to be on to whoever we got next, to, to be honest with you. That's just, that's just our mantra, and we're, we're going to enjoy it. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong, but, um, you know, we got work to do. we got another week to get better, and that's all we're looking at. It's going to be a hell of a half hour. Enjoy it, Coach. <laughs> it will be. <laughs> Thanks, Darren. Appreciate it. All right, Justin. Yes! I was thinking the exact same thing. If you're only going to enjoy it for a half hour, you've got to go hard if you're Coach Flory and the Huskies. And that look at the great look there, all the family that came here from Saskatchewan down on the field uh, with Ah, uh, so there you go. Uh, had some fun with Scott Flory after that one, but uh, and I got a laugh out of him. And that was Dustin Nielsen upstairs um, from TSN Radio in Edmonton, uh, who did the call alongside Justin Dunk. What a great crew! And Andy Neal was there hosting as well. Um, the guys in the truck, uh, Dave Roberts, our producer, Grant Wilkins, Rusty, our director, um, great crew, and everybody in the truck was losing. It was pretty good. Uh, we had some fun, but we could. It was a great moment. It was fun to be a part of. And that's why I love live sports. You can't script it. It can't be scripted. I, as much as you think it can be, as much as you want it to be sometimes, it just can't. That's why we do it. We love it. I love it. You ride the emotions up and down with the game. And you try and deliver that to the fans. I had people come up to me and say, you must have enjoyed that game. And I said, yes, I enjoyed it very much. I would have enjoyed it if Calgary won too. But I've been following this Husky team for a while, since 2009. I've, been through, I've seen the struggles and the hardships and the adversity the programs had to deal with. It felt good for them to finally get the monkey off their back. I felt for the guys in Calgary. It's a big year. Wayne Harris, Ryan Sheehan, all the... The great staff, they've been so accommodating to us. They're such great people. It's such a great program. But that's what we do. We get invested in the game, invested in the players and the people. That's what it's about. And we try and convey that back to you at home. That's it. I, and, I, and I hope we do. That's why I love live sports. It's not scripted. I don't want to read off a script. I want to give you emotion. I want you to fall in love with the game. I don't want to fill your head with stats and numbers all the time. I want to help you fall in love with the game and get invested in it and feel the emotion that we feel on the field. Even if we're not playing, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, and I get to do that for a living. So I wouldn't trade it for anything. But what a moment. Congratulations to everybody in Saskatoon and, and with the Huskies organization. It's, it was a fun ride, fun to be a part of in just a small way. And you guys really earned it. You deserve it. Congratulations, Scott Flory, your staff, Kyle Siemens, Tyler Chow, Tristan Kronkowitz, who Justin dubbed Special K. Everybody else on that team, congratulations. You guys have earned it. You deserve it. Enjoy your hearty cup, 
And I hope that you have a good run in the rest of the playoffs. And we'll look forward to doing it all next year. Back uh, again for the Canada West, if they'll have me. So lots of fun. I love doing it. I love being on your television screen, even when I get bugged about not wearing socks. It's still a great time, and I would not trade it for anything. So I'll stop rambling and uh, let you enjoy the rest of your day, night, morning, whatever you may be doing. Thanks for listening. Always appreciate your attention in whatever form it may be. Really appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon here or in the cage or online at Darren DuPont. Let me know what you think. Like, share, retweet, repost, comment on Instagram, whatever it may be, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio. It's on more, Google Home. And until next time, thanks for listening.